We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Napa A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Wednesday as I am, uh, as always, it is an honor and a pleasure to be joined by my co-host. I am James Seltzer, and with me as always, the man from the great white north. There is no one better. You can follow him on Twitter at Statsman22, Mr. Paul Bruno. What's up, brother? Well, you know what? Since I've joined you uh, on these pods, I'm getting a lot of followers, so uh, I'm going to give you a lot of credit there. You're going to make me famous, man. I don't know. I don't know if I could do that, but I will try my best, Paul. You should be famous on your own right. You are terrific. Um, all right. Well, let's jump in, Paul, because uh, there's a lot of wide receiver action this weekend, and uh, you have been white hot of late, so uh, I'm excited to, to hear some of the gems you have this week. I will uh, I will take credit for the A.J. Green call last week. I did feel good about that, but... Um, Let's uh, let's jump in, Paul. And speaking of AJ Green, we uh, with the Steelers on a bye this week. We have uh, just those two top receivers, and there's a, even a really big disparity there. But as far as eight thousand and above, we've got AJ Green eighty five hundred, then Julio Jones in ninety two hundred. Um, first of all, what do you think of this large drop here? These just two guys by themselves, and then are you willing to spend on either? 
Well, first of all, I called AJ Green with you. We, that was the one we agreed on first. Yes, so we'll, we'll have a half a puck for each of us. On okay, that one. I'll take it. I'll <laughs> but, take it. Uh, yeah, there's quite as we haven't seen this disparity all year long at the wide receiver position. Julio Jones against the Packers is only that high because the Packers' pass defense is awful of late. So I don't think I, I know anybody that's going to want to spend that much money on him, though. Even though his average production is 18.1. I look at a guy a little further down the list there. The third guy, Mike Evans, might be worth it at 7900 bucks at 18.4 points per week. When you know This is a case where when a consistently productive wide receiver lines up opposite our very poor defense, and, and he's under $8,000. I don't ask questions. He, he caught eight balls out of 13 targets last week for 96 yards and two touchdowns, and I think that could happen again in this particular matchup because Oakland Raiders' defense is, is uh, in the 30s, I think. They rank 31st or 32nd in the league. That's pretty bad. Yeah, Paul, you jumped ahead there, though. What are you doing to me? <laughs> no, I agree. Mike Evans, actually, <clears throat> one of my favorite plays on the board here against that awful Oakland defense, and and just the, the volume he's getting is, in my brain, in my mind, just a no-brainer play at that price. I agree on Julio, even though Green Bay has been terrible against the pass. Um, yeah, that's a little high for some of the other options out there, but... A.J. Green was 8,500 last week. He was an awesome buy at 8,500. He's playing not as bad a secondary. It's the Browns, but but another bad secondary. So I'd be willing to spend the 8,500 on A.J. Green, especially in a cash game where I feel like there's a, a pretty high floor there. But I agree. I do think there are some better values on the board, including Mike Evans, as we said. But Let's drop below Mike Evans, 7,800, down to about 7,000 there. A fair amount of big names in there. Uh, who in this class are you looking at? Well, two guys. One guy that was almost MIA last weekend, that's Jordy Nelson. Uh, I'm going to give him another shot at 7,500 bucks against an Atlanta team that was involved in a shootout that we both called last weekend. That just tells you that the Atlanta defense is pretty suspect as well. Could be the same story this time around. And I noticed that uh, he, he only caught one of over 50 balls that Aaron Rodgers threw last week. Rodgers is going to fill the air again, but this time around, I think Nelson's going to be on the other end of a good number of them, so I don't pass up that matchup. And another guy that could be part of a big volume play is uh, Brandon Marshall against the Browns, the Jets uh, wide receiver. He's finally looking a little bit healthier than he was most of the season. This guy's another volume, high-volume receiver, and as I said, getting healthier and against another matchup uh, uh, with an overworked and overmatched defense in this one. Yeah, I like that Marshall call a lot, a lot. He has been very frustrating, but, uh, you know, obviously Fitzpatrick back in the lineup with Gino going down. They've obviously always had a strong chemistry for whatever that's worth. And, um, you know, you're not going to usually get a guy of Marshall's caliber for this price. And that's what's so interesting about this range of guys right now is you see uh, Jordy Nelson in there. You see... Uh, Allen Robinson, I mean, how many weeks this season has Allen Robinson been a top two or three priced receiver? Um, so it's interesting that that production is finally starting to catch up with their pricing. So um, I think this is kind of the time where you take advantage of some of those things where um, either it's someone like Nelson where the talent is just way too high and the matchup way too good to pass up at that price, or a guy like Robinson where the volume is there and it's not a uh, an awful matchup per se where you think it's 7100 that's a it's a really nice price I, I really like a lot of these guys in this range um, it, you know when you're looking at them the whole but the, the guys who stood out at me were actually I agree with the Jordy and the Brandon 
uh, Allen Robinson, and then higher up on the list, I don't like the value quite as much, but I mean, T.Y. Hilton just keeps producing every single week. It doesn't seem to matter who the competition is, and you know he's still priced in that seven, eight thousand range when he's probably putting up numbers at a little bit higher. So, uh, other than that, I, I agree. I think the the Marshall Nelson. And for me, Robinson really stick out among that group. Paul, let's jump down to that $6,000 and above range up to 6900 Terrell Pryor. Uh, another, you know, good bit of, of solid names in here, names you know, as it were. Who are you kind of looking at? Boy, there's a ton of them here. There, there's as many as eight that I like, but I'm not going to go through them. You guys, you're going to fall asleep on me. <laughs> like, I like a, another volume play this week right at the top of this range, Larry Fitzgerald against a tough Carolina defense on paper, but they're not playing the game on paper, and Carolina's not looking like the Super Bowl-bound team they were last year. So I look for Fitzgerald to be the key guy, a tower of consistency again for the cards. I don't fear the Panthers' D, and neither will Fitzy in this matchup, I don't think. You mentioned Terrell Pryor at 79. I like you and Fitzy there, by the way, Paul. Well, you know, he's he's almost a, a friend of uh, the family of my relatives in the States. So I love I it. Look at that. You had a real connection. <laughs> oh, my God. There you just put is. me in my place. Go back to work, there, Paul. I love it. There you go. And we got Terrell Pryor uh, just underneath him at 6900 bucks. We know this offense in Cleveland is uh, in disarray with all the quarterbacking injuries. But this guy is still averaging 10-plus targets a week, plus getting some rushing uh, attempts as well as some some uh, situations where he's the the wildcat quarterback, if you will, and the goal line offense. I like his chances of tiptoeing into the end zone if he gets gets near enough, and so that could spike his value as well. A little further down the list, I know you like Stephon Diggs, so I'll let you talk a little bit about him. Hmm. I know that I'm on him. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders for Denver, another guy that I like against San Diego. Even in the conservative Denver offense, he's averaging over 80 yards per week over his last five weeks, and the Broncos will have little trouble with the Chargers D I think so that's uh, a lot of value in the top half one guy in the bottom half yes I'm going to talk Cowboys I'm Cole Beasley Cole Beasley is on the list because uh, Des, Des Bryant's probably going to return and and the Philly defense going to your, your guys are going to keep be all over him I think with double coverages so so I think the mid-range pass offense for the Cowboys is going to be a factor and when you say that that's Cole Beasley uh he's going to get a lot of targets I think and uh, I think he'll have a productive day against your boys. Yeah, I, I don't hate the Cole Beasley call there. Uh, I agree with all you said. I, I like Diggs a lot. 6,700. I love the matchup, but that offense has been a little disappointing. I'm starting to worry about that offensive line, uh, especially, you know, Bradford when he gets beat around a lot, as we saw this past week with the Eagles beating the Vikings ball. Uh, <laughs> we saw that when Bradford gets knocked around, he can kind of shell up a little bit. So. Um, I, I like it, but there are actually a couple guys in this range I like um, more that, that in addition to the guys you mentioned. Uh, Randall Cobb at 6,800, just on volume alone. We obviously saw he's getting rushing attempts. He's in the backfield. He had uh, what, 10, 11 catches last week. I, I think that with that running back situation, Cobb's going to get enough work with that 6,800 price, even if he doesn't get in the end zone, and he did last week, but... I wouldn't count on a touchdown, but I think just on volume, he's a really high floor play, especially for a cash game. Love the Sanders call, by the way, against that San Diego D. I think that's a really great value in there. Golden Tate also getting back involved, 6,300. I think it's more of a tournament play. I don't love it, but I think there's a ton of upside, as we saw last week. Once he gets back involved, he has the potential to put up a lot of numbers in that Detroit offense. But... I'll go on the other side of our little rivalry here for a hundred dollars <laughs> less. Jordan Matthews for six thousand. He was kind of invisible the last couple of weeks, but 
The Eagles really don't have a ton of great weapons, and I, I think that was more a symptom of playing Minnesota and just an awful game against Washington. I think Matthews gets back involved this week. He's really the only guy that Wentz can truly count on, and, and even then, that's to a, to a certain point. But I think for 6000 for the amount of target volume he's going to get against a shaky, we'll say, Dallas defensive back. Mo Claiborne, the shadow. Watch there it. There you go. Yeah, right. I actually, Byron Jones, I think, is going to be a really, really nice player in this league. But <laughs> um, I, let's put it this way. I'm not scared of, of the Dallas defense, but uh, the Dallas offensive line, that's a different story. All right, Paul, <laughs> let's uh, let's jump in here as we get into these real values in here. Let's, uh, let's take this top half here and go with the – 5,500 to 5,900, uh, about seven, eight, nine names in there. Any of these names jump out to you? Well, I'm going to give Pierre Garcon a mulligan. You know, I'm, I'm calling his two catches for 22 yards this past weekend, the outlier for his year. I think, I think I'm on him, and, and he gets a good matchup against Cincinnati this weekend. He's averaging 7.7 points a week in FanDuel play. I think he's going to top that in this situation. I also like just below him, Michael Thomas of New Orleans. Don't forget about Drew Brees, and and he's not afraid of Seattle. He'll he'll find a way to throw underneath and and find this guy with the the targets that he usually gets. He's got an average of 13.3 points per per week, which tells me he's a very consistent contributor, and seems uh, right around that FanDuel average every single week. So uh, he led New Orleans offense with 10 catches out of 13 targets for 130 yards last week. I don't think he goes nuts this weekend, but he might approach those totals as well. Then another guy that I've liked for a long time is Mohamed Sanu. He's now with Atlanta, and he gets the soft matchup against Green Bay. He's become the second best option in that passing attack and should find holes in that weak Green Bay pass defense game plan for Julio Jones, I think, and the Atlanta ground game. Yeah, Paul, I really like the uh, the Michael Thomas call. There's another guy in there I like, but... Real quick, let me remind everyone that fantasy football is here, and and that means that FanDuel is back. And this year, it is better than ever. It's not just a new season at FanDuel. It's a new era. They have upgraded your entire experience with real improvements for everyday fans. And they believe you deserve to experience everything sports has to offer, which makes you sports rich. Try the new FanDuel now. Just pick your team, stay under the salary cap, and have all the fun that fantasy has to offer. New to the game? Play in a beginner contest to learn the ropes. If you have a dollar, there are games for just a dollar. You have 50-50 contests with a top half in cash, or you can even settle a score with your friends in a brand, FanDuel's brand-new friends mode. It's season-long fantasy football with weekly teams, plus new, and ensure, new features ensure fair and level playing field. As I've said, week, week in, week out, I look at all the injuries and the the guys who I drafted early who suck on my season-long teams and I get <laughs> depressed and it makes me sad. FanDuel, it's a brand new team every week. There is nothing better. Have all the fun that football has to offer, all the fun that fantasy football has to offer. At FanDuel, you can be sports rich, plus a special offer for new users. Get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. You just go to FanDuel.com slash RW. And not only do you get... The, subs the free subscription, you actually get to use that $10 on FanDuel, which is insane. It's an amazing deal. So uh, uh, over $40 in value for 10 bucks. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. All right, Paul, I I'm going to add one more name in this range before we drop down to the real, real bargain basement values. But um, it's a bad matchup, but this is more of a tournament play for me. But Tyrell Williams clearly was just massively involved in the San Diego game plan against Atlanta and has really 
seemed to blossom as Rivers' top guy with Allen out and all those injuries there. So I think even though it's that tough Denver defense for 5,800 in the tournament, I think that's a, a, a high enough ceiling uh, when you see, you know, a couple like Calvin Benjamin, a few guys have, have had decent weeks against Denver. I think that's a shot I might take in a league or two. All right, Paul, let's get down to the 5,400 and below. Who of these, uh, who of these lottery tickets are kind of piquing your interest? Well, I'm going to throw another cowboy at you. I don't mind. I'm going to pile up on you, but I, and and this guy, you know, he might do it all. I'm excited for the tight end uh, Thursdays where you can uh, recommend Jason <laughs> Witten to. Well, oh, probably even his backup in that <laughs> match. You know, Terrence Williams, though, if if you know, would you take a one catch for 50 yards on a TD here? I would too. Uh, that that amounts to 10, 11 points on, in a FanDuel play. He's a big play guy who's the forgotten man in this offense. And with all the attention that I think uh, it's going to go to a couple other receivers in this passing set, I think he sneaks through and might make a big player or two against your defense. I hope you're wrong, Paul. <laughs> and then below that, I had to I let, let, let that one marinate for a second. But <laughs> I also want to throw Corderell Patterson. You know what? I, this guy's caught my eye for a few weeks in a row now, and he's become an increasingly productive part of the Vikes offense for the past three weeks. And uh, with at least six targets and four catches in that span and TDs in two of those games, a lot going on for this low price, 5,300 bucks. I'll take a chance on him to see if he he can come up uh, big again. And finally, in this uh, range, the guy who's averaged the most FanDuel points per week uh, with 9.4 is is, uh, Cameron Meredith of Chicago. I know we both like the Minnesota defense, but hey, they're not going to pitch a complete shutout over the the Bears receivers, are they? I don't know. They might, Paul. They might. No, I'm kidding. But they are really good. Like, even though the, the Eagles beat them because the Eagles' defense played terrific and it was a sloppy game. There are all kinds of turnovers. But um, I will add two names to the names you mentioned. Uh, one is a total boomer bust home run play. But uh, for 5,200 against an atrocious New Orleans defense, Tyler Lockett, a finally healthy, off the injury report completely. A boomer bust kind of guy, but if everything you hear is they want him to be more involved, they want to get him more involved. They had that, you know, game that set offensive football back 20 years on Sunday night against Arizona with that 6-6 tie. So I think they might be looking for ways to kind of get some explosiveness into their offense and lock. It could be a really good option at 5,200. Again, not for the faint of heart. He could certainly put up his 3.9 average, even though the point nine. Uh, might be tough, but he will. Uh, he will certainly be a uh, uh, boomer bust play. But I think there's upside 5200. And then just because you did all the Cowboys, I'm going to throw Doyle Green back a minute. 5800. Because <laughs> I knew you would. The hell not. He's a, a red zone threat. Scored a touchdown against the Vikings. The, Vi- the Vikings didn't pitch a shutout against the Eagles because of Doyle Green Beckham. So how about that, Paul? Um, so Paul, uh, that is going to do it. Paul and I will be back in your earbuds and uh and computer speakers and however else people intake music these no more va or uh, cassette tapes or a track or anything but paul someday maybe we'll do this and it'll just get transferred immediately back to a cassette tape for people or something who knows sometimes technology revert in on itself so uh with, with that insane last thought in mind that's going to do it for tight and or excuse me, for Wide Receiver Wednesdays. I'm already on to tomorrow. Uh, Wide Receiver Wednesdays for Paul Bruno. Again, follow him on Twitter at Statsman22. I am James Seltzer. This has been the Week 8 edition of the Wide Receiver Wednesday RotoWire DFS Podcast.